Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the One Year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is January 12th, and our reading comes from Matthew chapter 9. Beginning in verse 2, Matthew says this, Some people brought to him a paralyzed man on a mat. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, Be encouraged, my child. Your sins are forgiven. The first thing that jumps out is that here's a group of friends who loves a man enough to do whatever they need to do to get him to Jesus. And man, that's what we should be doing, right? When you think about your friends, your family, the people you work with, maybe your neighbors, maybe somebody at the gym, the people that you care about, let's make sure they meet Jesus. Listen, we might not all have some kind of physical illness that Jesus can heal us from, but we all have a spiritual illness. We all have this sin problem. We all need to meet Jesus. And it's interesting when they bring the man, the first thing Jesus addresses is not his physical condition, but his spiritual condition. The first thing Jesus says to him is, your sin is forgiven. And so let's, listen, it's January. Let's work to get our friends, the people that we know and love, to church. Let's get involved in sharing our faith, telling them our story, pointing them to Jesus, getting them to Jesus. I've got a friend just today. We were having a conversation, and I said, man, it's January. It's that time of year where we kind of start new things. Get you and your wife come to church with me this Sunday, literally this morning. He said, okay, I'm going to do that. So let's be involved in getting our friends to Jesus. Well, watch what happens. Some of the teachers of religious law said to themselves, that's blasphemy. Does he think he's God? See, only God can forgive sin. And so when Jesus tells this man, your sins are forgiven, it's clear Jesus believes Jesus is God. Well, verse 4, Jesus knew what they were thinking. So he asked him, why do you have such evil thoughts in your hearts? It is easier to say your sins are forgiven, or should I say stand up and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then he turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And the man jumped up, went home, and fear swept through the crowd as they saw this happen, and they praised God for giving humans such authority. And so basically, Jesus says, you're criticizing me for offering forgiveness. You don't think I have the authority to do that. And he says, so which is easier, to forgive someone's sins or to heal their paralysis? Well, he says, just so you know that I got the authority to do both, I'll show you my authority. I'll show you my power. And he tells him to get up and he's instantly healed. What a powerful miracle, which assures us that he does have the authority to forgive our sins and the sins of the people we love, which is why it's so important that we make sure that they get introduced to Jesus. In fact, 
That's kind of the context of this story. Watch what happens next. Verse 9, as Jesus was walking along, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Matthew got up and followed him. Isn't that interesting? Well, Matthew is telling his own story there. So the person that wrote this book is Matthew. And so he's telling about the story of when he met Jesus. And tax collectors were hated by the Jews. He's a Jewish man who's partnered with the Roman government to get a tax from the Jewish people. And it was very abusive, and they had unusual authority and power. And often they got rich by demanding more than they were, than Rome actually wanted, and keeping the difference. So Matthew's a guy that no other Jew would want a relationship with. But when Jesus sees Matthew, he invites him to follow him. I just love that. I don't know anything about your past or, or, or what's true of you, but here's what I know, is that Jesus wants a relationship with you. Isn't that beautiful? No matter what we've done, no matter how many times we've failed, no matter what's in our past, Jesus wants a relationship with us. And watch how Matthew responds to the grace of God. Verse 10, Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many other tax collectors and disreputable sinners. But when the Pharisees, the religious community, saw this, they asked the disciples, why does your teacher eat with such scum? They couldn't believe it. Jesus is hanging out with people who need him. Isn't that good? And sometimes in church world, we're so critical of our culture rather than seeing the culture is our mission field. Those are the people Jesus wants to be introduced to, and we're the ones to introduce him. So Matthew throws a party, invites Jesus and the disciples over to make sure that all of his friends, a group of sinners, can meet. Jesus. I just love that. So Jesus says to these religious leaders, healthy people don't need a doctor, the sick do. And then he added, now go and learn what this scripture means. I want you to show mercy, not all for sacrifices. For I've come to call not those who think they are righteous. I've come to call those who know they are sinners. See, until we know that we are sinners, until we know we need a savior, Jesus isn't much good to us. But when we do know it, when we recognize our spiritual bankruptcy, then Christ is available to us. Jesus came for sinners. Now watch this. Verse 14, one day one of the disciples of John asked Jesus, why do your disciples not fast like we do and the Pharisees do? Well, Jesus replied, do the wedding guests mourn while celebrating the groom? Of course not. Someday the groom will be taken away from them and then they will fast. So Jesus says, I'm here with them every day. See, the purpose of fasting is to increase my hunger for God. But if God is present in the flesh with me every day, then fasting is less relevant because he's with me. They were together every day all day. He said, but one day I'll be gone and then they will fast in order to reignite their hunger, their desire, their longing for me. Verse 16, besides who would patch old clothing on a new cloth for the new patch would shrink 
and rip away from the old cloth, leaving an even bigger tear than before. No one puts new wine into old skins, for the old skins would burst from the pressure, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. The new wine is stored in new wine skins so that both are preserved. So the other big purpose of fasting is it softens our hearts so that our heart, our soul can expand to receive the new work that God wants to do in our life. And that's what happens every January here at Definition Church. So fasting humbles me. Fasting softens my heart. Fasting prepares me to receive the new thing God wants to do. That's what that illustration of the of the wine skins are all about. If you try to put new wine in an old skin that doesn't have the capacity to expand, well, it'll just crack and the skin will be destroyed and the wine will be lost. But if you put that wine in a new skin, that can expand as the wine expands. And that's what God wants to do. He wants to give us a new wine skin. He wants to prepare our hearts to expand and receive the new work He wants to do this year in our hearts. So man, join us for 21 days of prayer and fasting, and let's ask God to open our hearts and to prepare us to receive the new thing God wants to do in our heart and life this year. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for this passage. I just love the passion of these friends to get the person they love to Jesus. I pray that you'd give us that same passion, the same passion that Matthew has because Jesus came after him. He's gone after his friends. God, help us. Help us to go reach our friends, to introduce them to Jesus. God, we pray that you would open our hearts soften our hearts, prepare us to receive the new thing that you want to do in our hearts as we go through this season of fasting. God, do a new work in each of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I hope that encourages you today. Thanks again for being with me. And remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.